The Nationals are playing a game of red light and green light, and they're on red light right now, but the green light is up. Guys, it is okay to spend money and to pay free agents. I'm going to get into all of that, but also I'm going to talk a little fact or fiction with you, and I got a couple different scenarios to play out in this offseason, as well as some other news and notes that I'm going to play a little game of fact and fiction. But first, I want to get started on some of the Nationals offseason moves so far, as it has been a little bit of a head-scratcher, to say the least. I'm going to get into all of that and more right after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Clary. You can follow me at Twitter, at RyanClary11. And I've taken my Nationals fandom into podcast form here with the Locked On Podcast Network, which is your team every day. And they are just a tremendous group to work with so far. I've had so much fun to do this. Just talk about a team that I love every day. And It's been a rough stretch of time. I'm not going to lie. But before I get into today's episode, let me tell you about my friends at Bet Online. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, and Bet Online has you covered this season with more props and odds and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And as I was saying, I wanted to get into this little game of red light and green light, as the Nationals have to be stuck in red light right now. They're just frozen. If you're watching me on YouTube, I'm frozen. And that's what the Nationals are right now. They seem to not be doing any single move at all this offseason. They are staying put, and they want to be the worst team in baseball at this point. That's what they're trying to do. They are full in on this tank for the 2023 season. And that is beyond obvious at this point. That this Nationals team and this Nationals ownership group have completely punted on what they want to see from this out of the major league team. What do they want to see? And if they tell me they want to see wins, absolutely not. They have been sitting still. They have been sitting there and being very, very complacent for what they want to do. Because let's be honest. The moves that they've been making are not winning moves. This is not a team looking to win now. And I've acknowledged that. I understand that. That they are not in position to win now. But you know what gets you in position to win now? I can tell you that real easily. Off the top of my head. It's to spend money. You spend the money. You get the guys in place. And those younger guys that you're going to be bringing up through the farm system, and that's why you stink right now, because you don't have that. But those guys to come up in the farm system, they're the cheap ones that you place around the core of your your team that you buy in free agency. And you don't have to do all of that. You can build like the Oakland A's and the Tampa Bay Rays, and you can trade away your superstars when it's time to come to pay them the money to get 
younger prospects that you feel that you can develop. And that's the key issue. That's the key issue right there. Is that the nat the not the Nationals, that the Rays and the Oakland Athletics, they can do that because they can develop their younger guys. And you might say, like myself, I've said it also. Well, Mike Rizzo had Bryce Harper, Steven Strasburg, Trey Turner, all of those guys, Anthony Rendon, all of those guys were minor leaguers in this in this exact system that they developed for their own and brought up into the major leagues that made them superstars. And yes, you are right. But guys, we are almost a decade removed from that. The game has changed. In sports, the game changes. And I think it could be not crazy to say that the game may have passed Mike Rizzo and his development skills because we haven't been able to see it over the last five years, minus Juan Soto, that these guys can't produce major league talent through the main through the minor leagues. They can't develop their own guys. And it's evident now. It's clearly evident. The reason why the Nationals aren't still a dynasty, if you want to call it, why they don't even have the chance to be one, it's because they can't develop the guys through the minor leagues. And I say that, and it's a frustrating thing to say because I do trust Mike Rizzo and what he does. I believe in him. I still do. I think he's one of the better executives in baseball. I think when he's at the trade market and he's at the trade deadline and making calls, I believe in him. I think that is one of his better things that he does. Is he can trade guys away and he gets a pretty decent haul back. He has a nice little track record of doing that and chipping guys off that haven't been that great. But you're trading them in for guys who have been great. And there is a track record there for that. Like trading away Lucas Giolito for Adam Eaton, along with Ronaldo Lopez. I think that trade was a great trade. And some people would say, well, Lucas Giolito, you could say that he's the ace of the White Sox. Mm-mm-mm. He was supposed to be, and maybe at one point he was, but he's just not that guy anymore. I don't think that he's going to be some ace of the staff for the White Sox. So I think that trade is a good trade. And that's ultimately why I have faith in this Juan Soto trade. But that's beside the point. This Nationals team right now, there is no way that we really should be a bad team this year. And really this past season, the past two seasons, we shouldn't have been a bad team. It's because we're not spending the money to put assets around the younger guys to build a foundation for what we need to win baseball games in the modern era. You need to be able to spend the money and use all forms of assets that you can to make sure that you have the best team possible out there for 162 games a year. You need to spend on pitching. You need to spend on the bullpen. You need guys that can hit home runs. You need guys that can lay down a bunt down the third baseline. You need guys that can steal bags. You need guys to come in in the ninth inning and shut the door on a Bryce Harper-led Philadelphia Phillies rally. That's what you need. In this Washington Nationals team, right now, in the ownership, in the front office, they're just not having it. 
because they're not spending the money necessary to do that. Because if the Nationals were to spend to their ability that they are able to spend to, because right now, how many times have I said it? We sit way below average for the 2023 payroll. Way below average. And so if the Nationals were to actually spend to what we could be spending, we wouldn't be in this situation right now. We wouldn't be the worst team in baseball in 2022. And I don't think we'd be setting ourselves up to be the worst baseball team in 2023. Because we have the money to spend. We're choosing not to spend it. And I'm not asking for them to be in the top five of payroll. I get it. You need to take a break. And especially when you're on the verge of selling the team, you're kind of going to want to pull back. But then also, I don't want them to punt on this team. I don't want them to punt on this fan base and the guys that they have in the clubhouse now. Because one, it's not fair doing that. There's guys who want to win now. There are fans like you sitting at home and myself who want to win now. We had a decade of dominance. I get that. That is a hard thing to accomplish in any sport. But the time to start forking up money and paying guys what they're deserved, the time to do that is now. And the learners in this front office, they need to realize that. Because not paying guys what they're worth or not spending in free agency and not spending the right amount of money to get the team to where it needs to be is the ultimate issue of this team. J. Mayor Candelario. I'm sure he's a fine player. He is. But come on. I see people fist bumping and high-fiving each other for signing him. That's not what we should be doing. It's a decent sign. But when you're telling me this guy is going to be one of our starting corner positions in the infield, what are we doing? This is an ownership group that used to be able to spend money and build around the young guys that we had. And that's just not the, that's just not what we're doing anymore. And that's the frustrating part that this team is not spending their money the way that they should be. And I can't say that anymore, especially after the national sign, or or actually, rather than sign, they got rid of one of their once top prospect with Yassel and Tuna, he hit the waivers. No one picked him up. So he's back in the minor league system for the Nationals. But that's it. We're not spending the money that we should be to be putting our best foot forward for this team, for this fan base, and for the guys in that clubhouse. Because they deserve it. And quite frankly, this isn't a Rizzo issue. This isn't a Rizzo problem. He can't do anything. He doesn't make up the budget. He's told the budget. And then he follows those orders. Some way, somehow, this team is going to have to find a way to spend money and put the right pieces where they need to be. Because right now, not spending that money in free agency, where has that gotten us? You answer that question. Absolutely nowhere. And it's going to continue to get us nowhere, unfortunately. I'm going to get into my fact or fiction as I have some possibilities 
to where the Nationals could be doing this offseason, but I also have some stretches to where can guys reach certain benchmarks in their career? Can can Key Barrowies hit 15 home runs? And will the Nationals have a new ownership by opening day in 2023? But before I get into that, I'm going to tell you about my friends over at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. As I've been saying, I know absolutely nothing about soccer in the World Cup, but guess what? USA and Netherlands play tomorrow, Saturday. I know absolutely nothing about the Netherlands and what they can do in soccer. So I'm going to Google my friends at betonline.net, and they're going to give me all the recipes, the secret recipes for what I should know going into that match before I splash a little cash on that game. Because guess what? That's what I'm going to do because of my friends at BetOnline. And they're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix in as it's just that easy. You look them up, you're going to find them. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. And now we get into fact or fiction. And I'm going to start off with a little fact or fiction for free agency with a former friend of the team. The Nationals will sign Josh Bell to come back to Washington, D.C. on a multi-year contract. Fact or fiction? Ryan says fiction. Unfortunately, I talked about the possibility of Josh Bell coming back to D.C. And quite frankly, I don't think it's crazy to say that we could spend on Josh Bell. But if you've been seeing the rumors, if you've been seeing the moves that we have been making so far, the possibility of, of us spending any money like that on someone like Josh Bell is slim to none. That's just the reality of it. I want Josh Bell back in D.C. I would love that. We traded him away with Juan Soto at the deadline to the Padres. I'd love to see him come back here. And as like I've said, Mike Rizzo's guy, Scott Boris. He's a Scott Boris client. So what will ultimately happen? He probably won't end up coming back to Washington, D.C., but that's all right. Because there's other moves to be made, and that's just fine. Next one. Patrick Corbin has an ERA under a 4.50. Fact or fiction? Here's mine. Fiction. And that's unfortunate. Because this is our second highest paid player right now behind Steven Strasburg. This is our one of our only two guys right now that has a multi-year deal set in place that we signed in free agency. One of our only two guys, along with Steven Strasburg, and don't get me started on Steven Strasburg, but Patrick Corbin, the bar for him right now to have a good, successful-ish season from what he's been having is just get a 4-5 ERA, and I would live with that. I would just be perfectly fine. In fact, I'd probably be ecstatic. 
And that's crazy to say for the amount of money that we're paying him. We're paying him to be a top-of-the-line starter, one of the best left-handed pitchers in baseball, and that's what we pay him to be. And here I am telling you that he will not reach the benchmark of having a 4.50 ERA. I just don't see it happening right now. I know he had a nice little last stretch in September, but I can't bank on him doing that this year. I haven't seen it. I'm one more, more, ah. I'm one of those guys that when I see Bigfoot or when I don't see Bigfoot, I just got to see it for myself. I don't care what Lucy up the street said that I saw Bigfoot. Congrats. I got to see Bigfoot for myself and then I'll believe it. Here's one. CJ Abrams proves to be the long-term solution at shortstop. Fact or fiction. And I say 100% absolutely a fact. I see CJ Abrams having a breakout year. This is not news to you guys. I have said it time and time again. I am a CJ Abrams believer. The athleticism that you see on the defensive side at shortstop, I think it's unmatched right now. Not unmatched, but with young guys in baseball, someone who's only 21 years old, who's now 22 years old, to see the talent that he has and that he can really bring out, he's a difference maker. And I think that's something that you need at shortstop. And one thing I really like about him is his maturity. This is a 21-year-old playing in the major leagues for really all of 2022. And look at Fernando Tatis. A lot of teammates have been ragging on him, especially after the PED suspension. You don't see teammates ragging on C.J. Abrams. He's a quiet kid that kind of keeps to himself and he's an easy one to root for and not only that I just think he's a very good legit player and I think once he taps into that power just a little more and starts getting these extra base hits once he starts hitting the gaps and once he really starts putting it together defensively I think this kid could be a superstar could I'm not saying he will be but I think he could be And he's definitely one of the backbones of this 2023 Nationals team. Another one of those backbones for the 2023 Washington Nationals. I got Kiber Ruiz. And here's my proposition for him. Ruiz hits 15-plus home runs with 60-plus RBIs. Fact or fiction? I'm going to go with fact. I see Kibar Ruiz as someone who does have power. You didn't see it this last year as he kind of struggled at the plate a little bit. Let's just be honest. He was struggling a little bit. He had his ups and downs. But again, this is someone who does have the potential to bring all of this out. And once he puts it all together to where what we saw really throughout the minor leagues and why he was such a highly rated prospect, was that he did have power. He did have that nice little hit stick to where he could get some extra base hits and put the ball over the fence. And that's the expectation that I have for him this year. He only had seven home runs and 36 RBIs in 433 plate appearances. Nothing crazy. Nothing that good. But one... I think he's going to have all the opportunities in the world. As you know, we saw last year, Davey Martinez and the staff, they were careful with him. They weren't putting him out there every day, which is fine for a young guy. And then also he had an injury that really sidelined him for the whole last month of the season. 
But I think once he gets into a stretch, once he finds his swing, I think this is someone who will have power and will be able to knock some runs in and hit some home runs. So I do think it's a fact that Kiber Ruiz will able to be will be able to get 15 home runs along with 65 RBIs at the least because I think they're going to be an amplitude of opportunities with him hitting around that four to five spot in this team with the way that we're constructed right now. Also, Cade Cavalli will be the ace of the staff in 2023. Fact or fiction? I'm going to answer that, but before, thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. And now to answer my fact or fiction for is Cade Cavalli the ace of this staff in 2023? I'm going to go fiction here. And this isn't a, a slump on Cade Cavalli. I got my eyes at on, set on someone else. I think Mackenzie Gore is going to be someone to where we're going to be seeing taking a big step up in 2023. This is someone who, in his first seven starts this year, was quite literally dominant in the major league. Someone who was striking out a lot of players, who was getting a lot of, he was getting great defense, I will say, in San Diego with C.J. Abrams behind him. But also, I just think I've seen it. It's kind of what I was going back to with my other points that I was saying, to where I'm not going to believe Lucy up the street when she says there's Bigfoot. I got to see it for myself. I haven't seen it from Cade Cavalli yet, but what I have seen it is from Mackenzie Gore. He's someone who's been on my radar for a while now. I like what he can bring to the table with a couple of his pitches. I think his changeup is really solid. I think he's got a nice little breaking ball too, and his fastball is just fine sitting mid-90s. We've seen it from him. He's been on people's radars for a while now, more so than Cade Cavalli. So I see it with him. I'm going to believe in it. And ultimately, I think he's going to be the ace of the staff. I think Cade Cavalli will be right behind him. But I think Mackenzie Gore is the guy to watch going into the 2023 season. Second to last here. Will our one of our top prospects, James Wood, be a top 10 prospect in baseball by the summer of 2023? Enthusiastically, 100%. No doubt in my mind, James Wood will be a top 10 prospect in baseball in 2023 at some point. So that is a fact for me. I think this guy has the potential to be a top five prospect in baseball. Someone who's got it done at every aspect of his game so far in the minor leagues. Someone who's hit for average, check. Getting on base, check. Hitting for power. He's got that. Running the bases, check. Playing a great defense in center field and really wherever in the outfield, check. Team leader, great. Also, a local kid, someone who grew up watching the Washington Nationals. So I think all of this is teaming up to bold perfectly for James Wood 
to be a top 10 prospect in baseball at some point in 2023. He's got all the talent in the world. He truly does. I think he's the most talented prospect that we've had in the national system since Bryce Harper. And some would say Juan Soto. I know. Juan Soto was not the overall talent that James Wood is currently right now. And that might sound crazy to say, but when I talk about overall talent, I'm saying defense, speed, the uh, way that you run the bases, uh, your hitting discipline. And maybe Juan Soto's got that on him, especially at that young age. But James Wood, damn, man. If you see him up close and personal, you're going to get and understand why I say that and why I am so high on James Wood heading into this season. And he could really be the face of the Nationals whenever he gets the call up to the na- to the Nationals within the next two years. I 1,000% stamp that. And I think James Wood will be a top 10 prospect in baseball, maybe even by May, maybe even before the season starts. I think he is that damn good, and he's going to be a difference maker once he gets up to the major leagues. Lastly, one of the biggest topics in this offseason since the Nationals don't spend their money anymore. Fact or fiction, the Nationals will have new ownership by opening day of the 2023 season. If you were to ask me a couple weeks ago, maybe in October, I would have said 100% a fact. Now, I think that's fiction. Over the last few weeks, we've seen Talk Nats report. He's been all over this ownership news. and We've seen others as well on it, but he's been my main guy to go to. This Masson thing that they're trying to work through, it seems like we are nowhere close for this to be solved. This has been a decade in the making them to try to get out of this Masson contract. And it is a joke. The Angelos family, the owner of Masson, as well as the owners of the Orioles, they have absolutely no interest in getting the Nationals out of this deal. They don't want to help the MLB. They don't want to help the Nationals in particular. I don't see us getting a new owner by then. And I get all the rumors. I talked about Ted Leonsis taking in a couple extra hundred million into his monumental sports entertainment group. But guys, the writing's on the wall right now. This thing is far from over. In fact, for DC fans who are local fans of the teams with the Commanders, the Wizards, the Caps, and the rest of your fans, wherever you are, I think Dan Snyder has a better chance of selling the Commanders before even the learners sell the Washington Nationals. That's just the way I see it right now. And I would be shocked if someone told me that a month ago. But the way that things have been going, the commander selling the team does play an effect what the Nationals want to do. Because let's be honest, the NFL is a bigger brand than the MLB. They're just bigger. You're going to want your money into something that to where money grows on trees in the NFL. And it really does in every major professional sports league like the MLB. They do as well. But the NFL is just that much more. That's the honest answer. You want your fingers in that pocket rather than the MLB. It is what it is. I love baseball more than anything else. That's my thing. But man, the NFL, they print money. The MLB does as well. 
but not at the rate that the NFL does. So I think Ted Leonsis, David Rubenstein, they're going to want to get in the mix for even a minority stake in the Commanders, something like that, because they just print money. And besides, in the MLB, the owners are a lot more relevant than they are in the NFL. Because if your team's not spending the money and you're not going to be putting the guys around that you want to be seen around, you know who to point to. And it's the owners. They are an easy scapegoat in the Major League Baseball Association. They are. They're an easy one. That's why you see me up here bitching about the Lerner family. Because it's an easy scapegoat for me to be like, well, I can tell you why you stink. You don't spend your money. And so if whoever the next owner is, if it's Ted Leonsis, David Rubenstein, or whoever it may be, and you're not going to spend your money, you're going to be called out for it. In the NFL, you just spend your money. That's what most teams do. And if you suck, you usually talk about the quarterback and the head coach. But in baseball, if your team sucks, you're like, eh, we're not spending the money. Unless you're the Los Angeles Angels. That's just what it is. It is what it is. So thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So again, thank you for tuning in. I will talk to you guys on Monday. You enjoy your weekend, and hopefully, just hopefully, the Nationals make a move. Enjoy the day, everybody.